goal achievers, I have a very exciting announcement for you. The dates and location have been set for the first ever Miracle Morning Experience live event. That's right. Go to MiracleMorning.com forward slash events to get all the details and to apply for a spot. And when I say apply for a spot, I mean that very sincerely. Uh, We'll have probably 10,000 people plus apply. It is narrowed down or it is limited to 200 individuals. And the reason is this event will be unlike any event in history in that every person there will be working together to literally create history by planning the future of the Miracle Morning movement. So every morning, we'll start by experiencing guided Miracle Morning sessions to deepen and expand your abilities to benefit from the Savers practices, silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, scribing. We'll have world-renowned experts in each of these areas to take your Miracle Morning to a whole new level. And then during the afternoon is where the collaborative part happens. You'll connect and collaborate with hundreds of like-minded Miracle Morning practitioners to brainstorm, plan, and execute the future of the Miracle Morning Movement. How will we continue to change millions of lives one morning at a time? You'll be a part of the future. And then every evening we'll celebrate together. Uh, Not too late, of course. You know, we have to be up early. But uh, everything from helping to guide the vision for the Miracle Morning movie that we're, we're filming right now to initiatives that you literally create right there in the room that I don't even know about, right? They'll be created collectively by the brilliance that uh, comes together this June in the middle of the United States. Uh, Again, go to miraclemorning.com forward slash events for all of the details. And I cannot wait to see you at the Miracle Morning Experience live event. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, ultra-marathon runner, and the founder of VIPSuccessCoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elrod. All right, welcome goal achievers to another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is Hal Elrod, your host, and um, we've got a guest today that I've heard about for a long time. It's actually our first time connecting, but you know, one of those, um, you know, almost like an, an online celebrity where you see his face everywhere and you hear from, you know, from uh, mutual contacts, colleagues, friends about uh, what what a, what a brilliant uh, guy he is. And uh, I'm really, I'm really honored and excited and grateful to have him on the show today. Uh, Omar. Omar Zenholm and Omar, am I, am I saying your last name right? I just realized I should have checked that. You're saying everything right, dude. Thank dude. you so much. <laughs> nice. Well, welcome. Let, let me. I'm um, gonna. Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, don't, don't say too much. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a formal introduction here. Um, so, for our listeners, if you are not familiar with Omar. He is probably best known as the co-founder of the $100 MBA uh, and host of an iTunes Best of 2014 podcast, The $100 MBA Show. And The $100 MBA Show delivers daily 10-minute business lessons to over 50,000 daily listeners, and it was named by iTunes as the number one work smarter podcast for 2015. So again, Best of 2014 on iTunes and number one work smarter podcast on iTunes for 2015. But that is not what I want to talk to Omar about today. There's actually a really specific topic that I want to go into because, and that is webinars. Um, Omar is the co-founder of Webinar Ninja, which is a webinar platform and it's a community to support that platform and all the people on it that's dedicated to online business owners' success with webinars. And, you know, this is something something that I've just now started to kind of dive into the world of webinars. Like I'm always late to the party personally. Like I'm always, you know, it's like uh, webinars have been really hot for a long time. And finally I'm a, what do they call that? Like I'm not an early adopter. I'm a, I'm a last, last to the party adopter. But, um, but this webinar, uh, software webinar ninja, I've been researching it and, uh, you know, kind of comparing it with what else is out there, go to meeting and webinar jam and this seems to be the front runner in in what the webinar software to use. And so I, I wanted to have Omar on to talk about webinars because webinars are like, this is the, you know, today's, you know, it's almost like 
it was podcasts are still cool, but webinars convert better, right? You get you get all the elements of audio, audio and visual, and you know, email and text, and you get all of it kind of put together, and then it, it's interactive. A podcast is one way you're just listening, but when you're on a webinar, you're able to you know post questions to the person hosting the webinar. So if you are an entrepreneur, uh, or if you have any message that you want to get out there, right? So this is what I want to ask Omar about today: is how do webinars work? You know, why why are they so effective? Why are why are they so popular now? Um, and and how can we leverage webinars to achieve our goals? So Omar, if you're up for that challenge, man, uh, let's let's dive in. I'm pumped, man. Ready to go. Right on. So before uh, we dive into the webinar stuff, uh, I got I got to know who is Omar Zinhome. Give us a little bit about your your background and uh, sure. you know how you got into what you do today. Uh, I was born and raised in New York. Long Island, New York is where I uh, come from. So my old stomping ground. All right. uh, I'm from uh, an immigrant family. My parents are Egyptian. They moved to the States in the late 60s. Uh, me and my sisters were born here. Um, uh, I, I, I like to mention that because I think it has a lot to do with who I am as a person because I feel like a lot of people that have immigrated or to a new country uh, the parents put a lot of pressure on them to do well, like, you know, whether it's studies or anything like because they really busted their hump to mm. to make it out here and make it out to the States. And and, and they worked hard to, to to get to the place where they are and be able to provide for their family. And they're you know, you can't really you know, you can't really slack off as a child, you know, yeah. <laughs> because, like, you know, I put in the work, you got to do the rest, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, my my so, wife is from Poland, by the way. So I, I totally yeah. get that. Her parents, you know, brought, came over here with, you know, nothing but the clothes on their back. So, uh, I get that continue. Yeah. So yeah. Um, grew up there. I was just, uh, really into, uh, sports as a kid. Um, I mean, to be quite honest, I really wasn't into sports until I was like around 11, 12. And, it was funny because before that I was really into art. I used to like drawing a lot, like doodling and 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 creating like uh, sketches of my favorite like, cartoon characters and things like that. Mm. But then like I, I'm the kind of person, and I'm still like this today, where like it's very hard for me to um, not go all in into something because I really want to do well. Like I really want to be awesome at it. I want to be great at it, and I want to like really just dedicate myself to it. So when I got into to basketball and around 11 or 12. I kind of dropped everything, um, like in terms of my hobbies and just focused on that. And I, it was a big part of my life as a kid and I really enjoyed it and it was fun. And I learned a lot of lessons about leadership and teamwork and things like that. And, um, yeah. So, uh, the funny thing is growing up, my father, uh, was in sales, you know, he's actually an engineer. Um, but during, um, his career, he lost his job. He, he got, you know, they had a whole major layoff during, during the seventies and, uh, in the early, uh, in the late seventies, early eighties. And he basically was in a situation where he couldn't find a job at a very specific niche in engineering. He was, um, like interior design of engineering. So like building structure inside. Um, and, um, so a friend of his was like, Hey, uh, instead of just like, you know, trying to make ends meet, you know, in front of, you know, while you're trying to find a job, why don't you just, uh, work in sales with me? Hmm. Um, and it was a car dealership. Uh, a new car dealership, Acura dealership, actually. And my dad was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And he just fell in love with it. And he was great at it. Like, it's incredible because um, I remember as a kid going into the dealership and seeing the plaque on the wall, like they have salesman of the month who got, who gets the most sales, you know, delivers as many cars as possible at the end of the month. And my dad was every single month, even the months we were on vacation. I was like, dad, how'd you pull that off? He was just like, uh, oh, I don't take customers off the floor. You know, I, all my customers come off referrals or appointments. Mm. So I just lined them up on like one week and just did them all. And he won the award, even though he was away for most of the month. So, um, but I also saw the instability of business and sales and stuff. Uh, so when I was time for me to choose a career, you know, I, I really didn't want to, you know, become a doctor, which is a very stable job or, you know, um, I guess never considered going to the military or anything like that. So I decided to become a teacher. Hmm. Um, and cause I really enjoyed teaching. Um, I, I don't know why I just kind of picked that up when I was like a teenager, 18, 19. Um, so that's what I went to school for. Um, I have a, a bachelor's in, in English and a master's in education. Uh, and that's what I did for 10 years of my life more than that actually it was 13 years uh 10 years uh, uh were like management in education but the first three years i was hard i was an, I was an english teacher for the high school level so mm. i uh 
that's what I did, you know, and I was really good at teaching. I was very good at it. I moved up very quickly in management. I became the head of department in my, uh, at the school I was at. Uh, I was managing like 30 plus teachers that were double my age, which was a huge learning curve for me. Um, but it was funny because even though I was very good at my job and I was excelling, I just had this weird feeling where I wanted to start something for myself. And mm. the internet came around and it was around 2001. It was 2000 when I started like seeing if I can actually make money using this thing. Um, and this, I this never thing even called the internet. Of, yeah, and I never even thought about it as business. I just thought about it as like, is this like, how do you use this thing? Like, what, what, like I see people like selling things on eBay, so I, I gave that a try, and I and it was just like a weird moment where I was just like, wow, you can make money without a paycheck. Like, you can you can make money in other ways other than waiting for payday. Hmm. And I was just like, wow, this is interesting. You know, like it's, it's it was fun. And um, I started building some businesses on the side while I was in education. Um, and those small businesses became a little bigger and a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. And then after about 13 years, I guess it took me a while to realize that this is what I want to do. Um, I uh, decided to become a full-time entrepreneur and I, I, I quit my, my formal education career, uh, and I had to leave the university I was at. Um, and I, it, it sounds foolish. It sounds stupid. Like uh, it took me 13 years to realize that, but I always say it's really hard for you to quit something you're good at. Yeah. You know, it's easy to quit something you suck at because it's like, oh, whatever, I can just, you know, try something different. You know, but when you're good at it, you know, it's kind of like, what if I'm not good at anything else? Like, what mm -hmm. if, what if I can't do that next step? You know, so yeah, that's kind of my journey, and um, ever since, it's just been kind of. Um, I, a lot of people ask me how do I define myself. Like, I'm definitely an educator at heart. Like, that's a lot of what we do at the Hundred Dollar MBA as well as Webinar Ninja, is about education, but. I actually think I'm really just good at problems, like problem solving. I'm very good at solving people's problems. Like when I see an issue, I'm always thinking of ways to solve it. Uh, um, and when I looked at webinars, I saw like this huge gap of information, of tools. I was just like, everybody's just doing this all wrong. What the hell is hmm. this? Like, this is weird. You know, like um, I never was attracted to like the internet marketing world. And I just felt like, they kind of took over the webinar world in a way that really gave it a bad name. And I really didn't like that, you know? Um, and maybe that's a little bit polarizing. I don't know. But <laughs> I just felt like, uh, I, I think, you know, you can be a lot more beneficial if you can add more value to your audience and, and actually give them something of value rather than just try to use the webinar as an excuse to sell something, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my journey. And um, that's a little bit about me. So when when you started as an entrepreneur, what was your first what was your first business when you, you know, after that thirteen years, if you will, when you made the transition to full time entrepreneur, what what was your income source at that point? So um, at that time, I already kind of started a, a whole bunch of like small businesses online. Um, I used to like create websites for people for 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 like fifteen hundred dollars or something like that, just on the side and. So I had all these small like little businesses. Uh, I had a larger business before I left the college I was working at, um, which was a clothing line. I had my own clothing line, which were hand tailored clothing that I used to huh. sell online, and it was it was quite large. We had you know a good number of employees and um, three warehouses across the states, and it was it was pretty big. Um, but you know it's funny because I I I never take for granted the journey because you really learn a lot. Like. You know, um, I know a lot of people in your guest. I listen to your show, and I know a lot of people um, discuss like this, like aha moment, like they this this time where people just the light went on, and they're like, okay, this is what I want to do. And I never had that in my life. I never. It's always been a progression for me, and I'm actually thankful because at least I learned a lot in the progression. You know, and why do I say that? Because and I mentioned this with the clothing line business is that I ran all these businesses because I saw opportunities, and I really didn't realize that it's about what, how I can add value to the world rather than how can I make a buck, you know? And that was really something I learned along the way as well as you have to give yourself time to learn what kind of entrepreneur you want to be. And when I say that, I don't mean like, do you want to be, you know, an adventure capitalist or do you want to be, you know, a software guy? No, I mean like, you know, how are you going to structure your business so it suits your life, you know? And those are some lessons I learned along the way. So the first business I started when I became a full-time entrepreneur was a business consultancy uh, firm where I basically helped people start businesses because I would get a lot of requests from friends and family about 
oh, I'm thinking about starting an online business. I know you've been doing this for some time and you've been on this internet thing since 2001 or whatever. And that's not even early, but whatever people, you know, there's different stages of adopters, right? So Yeah, yeah, um, sure. But so I would help these people for a fee to, you know, tell them, hey, the first thing you need is a website and this is why you got to grow your audience. This is how you grow your audience. Once you have an audience, you got to give them something, you know, that's worth value. Um, and then you think of a product that you can actually create after you get some feedback from your audience, you know, and it was kind of like so strange for them to hear that. Like, what? I thought I'm supposed to just sell something and that's it. <laughs> no, there's a whole, you know, gambit of things you got to do beforehand. But, um, so that's what I did. And, um, my, my wife, Nicole, uh, at the, you know, we, we were together at the time and, um, we basically, she, she's a New York film Academy graduate. She went to New York film Academy and when she graduated, she was picking up a lot of um, like freelance gigs to do video work. Um, and we were living in New York at the time, and uh, we would get she would get a lot of gigs on like working at financial firms to do like two minute promotional videos for like financial advisors who do software companies with that wanted their event to be filmed and create a montage, things like that. So she had no idea like how to run a freelance business. So I kind of just said, Hey, how about I help you out? You know, like I'll be your manager and negotiate your prices and I'll even carry your bags and help you with sound. Right. <laughs> nice. That's a good husband. So, yeah, exactly. So she, she was happy about that. And, and it was funny cause she would come on, on my side and she would look at my website and she's very good at aesthetics and She's awesome at video and, and editing and, she, you know, all the videos inside the $100 MBA community are, are produced by Nicole and um, it's, it's, it's a great achievement. And uh, so she would help me out and we realized, hey, we make a kind of a good team, you know, let's let's collaborate. And we decided to uh, come together and our first project together was the $100 MBA. Ah, got it. So that, yeah, you and Nicole co-founded that. Yeah. Now you guys co-founded Webinar Jam or Webinar. Uh, ooh, ouch. Um, Webinar Ninja as well, correct? Why do I? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We did. Yep. Okay, got it. Right on, man. That's cool. Being in, in business with your wife, uh, a lot of folks can't do that, but um, yeah, but uh, that, that 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 says a lot about I think the strength of the relationship. That's cool. Um, so let's dive into Webinar. When did you when did you guys found Webinar Ninja? Okay, so we started doing webinars for the $100 MBA community in mm. early 2014. Okay. Um, so like I would say, I would probably say it was even like even December 2013, January 2014. Um, and I was just doing it for our, like do Q&A for our, for like I was doing webinars just for the community. I was not looking for like trying to sell something or launch something every, every week. Um, but they are useful for that and there, there's a right way to do that and a wrong way to do that. But, um, We'll get into that later, but yeah. Uh, so, so the the um, I started doing these webinars, and I was just really kind of fed up with how hard it was to run a webinar. It was just so much work, like the technical aspect of it. Like, first of all, you have like the video portion, like the streaming was very was separate. So I got to sort that out. Then I got to have a landing page with some landing page software, or I have to create my own on my own site. That's another thing. Then I had to get my email notifications in order. So when people register, they get like these automated emails. So I had to like hook up my MailChimp to that or whatever I was using at the time. So that's another thing. Then I was like, well, then I need chat. So I got to get some external chat software and I got to find some way to, and I, these are all things I'm paying for. Like, it's like you put it all together and it's yeah. like paying a ridiculous amount. And then I was like, oh, that's still not enough because, you know, I got to have some sort of recording software so I can send the replay. Um, and that's just bare bones. Like if you want to run like a, a, you know, a very low tech webinar, that's really what you have to do. So I was just like really frustrated and I was just using what's out there doing this hodgepodge slap together thing. And I was like, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. Like I really want to do this. I'm driven. I'm tech savvy. And, um, I'm, I don't like it. Like what if somebody who's not tech savvy, but they're very good at their craft. They're very good at their message they're not going to do this. It's just like, they're, it's just too hard, right? It's too much trouble and it's, you know, it's more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, this is stupid. So I was like, I want to create something just a little bit, uh, very simple, uh, little PHP software that I created. You know, I'm a, I'm a little bit, uh, okay with PHP. I'm like a self-taught coder. Nice. Um, and I just, cause I was interested in it. I'm not great, but I, I actually got a freelance, um, 
coder, uh, PHP um, de- uh, developer, to help me clean up my code and just say fix it up. And at the time, it was just like a WordPress plugin that I just put into my site. And I was like, I want to use this thing just so I can save myself the headaches. I was like, okay, I'm going to put in like maybe you know 20 hours into creating this thing, but it's going to save me so many times. I create a webinar and I'll have to do this whole thing over and again and move all these pieces together. So. I, we started running these webinars with our crowd, with our $100 MBA members, and uh, we'd have these open like uh, like lessons to the public where people can learn and things like that and get to know what we're all about. And people started asking us questions in the webinar, like, what are you using for this webinar? What is this thing? And I was like, oh, this is just something I slapped together on my site. And they're like, oh, really? This is really cool. I like it. And then like webinar after webinar, people started asking, like, hey, can we buy this thing? This is, Can you buy this from you? And I was just like, I n- never considered being in the software industry. I was just like, oh, yeah, I guess I, you can. Let me you know, put a sales page together or something, you know? And um, <laughs> nice. so I felt like there was some sort of interest. So I was like, okay, how about I just put like a landing page and do some pre-orders and see if anybody would, would bite and get some beta members. Um, so we opened the door and this is like, there's no, there's nothing. There's no screen. There's no, like, there's like some screenshots. There's some information on a sales page, but it's like, there's barely any scroll on this page and it's just like, Hey, this is what it does. You know, this is how much it's going to cost. This is like a beta launch. You know, I want, I just want to, you know, basically I was just validating the idea and we only opened it up for 150 users just so we can have a small enough group. So it's intimate. So I can ask questions and get feedback and improve and iterate and things like that. And we sold out in two days. So I was like, okay, there's definitely some sort of demand for this thing. Right. And trust me, Hal, you know, the software was working and it was, functional but it was nowhere near where it should be you know it, it was still in beta right sure um so we we continued to do that we would open it up for like 100 people we closed like it would just sell out like in a day because there would be like a waiting list people waiting for it to open up again um, and during that process we kind of just realized okay um this is something that is 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 viable and something that i i really am passionate about because um like I said in the beginning, I like to solve problems. And this is like a huge problem people have. And I feel software has this unique ability to help people solve a problem very quickly. Because it's just like, it's a tool. It helps people just to get things up and running without the headaches, right? So um, at the point of around um, 2000, at the end of 2014, we realized, okay, this is this is kind of taken off a little bit. I think we're going to need to invest some money in this, and we're going to need to take it to the next level, get off WordPress, and be a cloud-based software, be a web-based browser software, so we can um, handle more bandwidth. We can we can. There's a whole lot of features you can't do on WordPress, which is, is really annoying. So that's why we decided to kind of go back to the lab, and we redeveloped it, redesigned it, and uh, and launched in 2000 um, in 2015 with a with a whole fresh look and fresh, uh, you know, uh, interface and everything and, and a whole bunch of features. Nice. So let's, so, so the development of the software that, that I love, I, I like the story and, and I think it's, a, it's just an organic, you know, you, you, you mentioned earlier, like that you hear the entrepreneurs or, or the interviewees, the guests on achieve your goals podcast often have this big aha moment, you know, and, um, that, that there wasn't really one for you. It was kind of just this gradual, like, you know, slow progression of increased awareness. Right. Yeah. Um, so the uh, I think that that's what's so great about about your journey that people can learn from is I think some people are looking for that aha moment like they're waiting for it right like they're waiting for permission or a sign to go after a goal or a dream or start that business or write that book and I think that it, you know it's, you can't wait for that you've got to create that and often those signs come because you've taken some sort of courageous action in the direction of of a goal or a dream. Um, mm-hmm. I want to webinar wise. I, I want to actually. I want to. I want to stop and or kind of like back up and just for for everybody listening. I want to just talk about webinars specifically, uh, and and we're gonna start really basic. So humor me here. Sure. Um, but just in case, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's a percentage of our listeners that you know they they haven't been on a webinar or or they're not sure. So let's 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 start real basic and then get a little more advanced. Number one, what is a webinar? What, what what's your short definition of a webinar? So a webinar is a live. Uh, online video-based uh, workshop. So it's kind of like um, a, a live seminar. Uh, so instead of me learning something in person to, uh, like at, at a conference, I can learn it through somebody who's on their camera with a live streaming video 
uh, on their laptop and it gets broadcasted to the attendees. Um, on the attendee side, um, they can communicate via chat. They can ask some questions. Uh, we have a feature in, in Webinar Ninja where they can actually join. We can invite them to come and join with their camera and mic so they can jump in too and be part of the, the action. Oh, that's cool. So it, really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, We call it Share the Stage, which is really cool. And huh. um, we're really, um, really excited about that. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's, there's a, there's, that's, that's in a nutshell what a webinar is. is it's, it's a live workshop for people to watch, to view. Uh, a lot of people, they offer a recording of the webinar and then they, um, and then they offer that uh, as a replay, you know, if they miss the webinar. Uh, there are different types of webinars as well. Like we offer something called an evergreen webinar, which is uh, basically a recorded webinar. So say, for example, you ran a webinar live and you want to take that recording and use it so people can watch it and sign up for it over and over. So you, you can state, hey, this was, a, this was first live at this date and this is a re-recording. It could be something you recorded on your webcam and you just you know, save the video and you want to put it up on as a webinar. So it's kind of a great way to grow your email list. So if you want to grow your your crowd and give value and they can just basically uh, join at any time or a specific day that you are not actually physically there. Okay, awesome. No, great, great, simple definition of that. Uh, I like that. A live online video-based workshop that is broadcasted to attendees. And obviously, being that you can record it and your you know, Webinar Ninja allows you to do the evergreen feature, it may be live or it may be a live webinar that is then shown you know, repeatedly. Um, and, and so what, what would you say, who should use webinars? Like who, if somebody's listening to this, is it, is it really just for online marketers uh, or it, are there offline marketers that that could or you know should or could benefit from use of webinars um nonprofits i mean i'm just i'd love to hear your take mm -hmm. on if somebody's listening like who 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 would they how would they identify if if they should be using webinars so one of the biggest things i learned uh teaching business on the hundred dollar rba is like the biggest pain point everybody has it's the biggest problem everybody has and it's the one thing you have to have if you want to be successful at anything, whether it's running a business, a not-for-profit, um, you know, a blogging site. You need an audience. You need people that care about what you're saying. If you want to impact people, you have to have people to impact, right? So, yeah. The so it's for anybody who's looking to grow their audience, to grow whether uh, a, a, a list of people that are potential customers or uh, you want to grow a list of people that would potentially just check out what you do, whether it's a podcast, a video show, um, a blog, whatever you're doing in your world, whatever that is. Obviously, it's great for business because, you know, obviously, if you're running a business, you need traffic. You need somebody to know what you're doing. They need to understand that you're credible. They have, you have to build credibility with that person. Um, and the reason why webinars are so effective, I mean, and we have statistics to show this on our site and that webinars are more effective than any other marketing, whether that's video marketing or blogging or even podcasting. I'm a huge podcaster and I, I have to, you know, the stats don't lie, is webinars. And the reason why is because you, you, the reason why you build an audience and why people buy from you or visit your website or check out anything is because they trust you at some level, right? So a webinar allows you to build trust very quickly, right? Because you're in front of them, you're showing your face, even if you're not showing your face, you're showing a PowerPoint slide or something like that, right? They're hearing your voice. Um, you're giving them, you know, valuable information. You're giving them a great workshop. You're helping them in some way. They can ask you a question and you can answer it, right? So it's it's interactive. You're a real person that is really there. Like that's incredible if you think about it. Like you're actually yeah. helping people in live video. So instantly within the hour, they're going to be like, okay. Um, I'm watching this webinar, I'm a part of this webinar about how to improve your golf swing, right? So this person automatically becomes the authority in my world when it comes to golf, right? So mm. when it's time for me to think about improving my golf game, whether it's buying a product or a course or something from this web from this webinar host, I'm not gonna shop around, that's it. That's the golf guy, that's sure. the, golf, the golf gal, right? And that because you've built that trust and rapport. So it's it's a lot easier. Um, I always give this example, it's a high, it's a high level example, but it's, it's something that happened in my life, you know, like, um, I remember, uh, I needed a, a new, uh, MP3 player. This is back in like 2005 or something, okay. 2004 maybe. And I decided to get an iPod. I was like, okay, let me try this iPod thing. It says like a thousand songs or something. And it sounds <laughs> incredible, right? A thousand like, songs so in your pocket, right? Exactly. And I was like, okay, cool. So I, I, I bought the iPod, right? I gave it a shot. I gave it my time. Right. It was a very low, insignificant price, you know, 
And I just fell in love with this Apple product. I was like, well, this is ridiculous. It's so easy to use. It's it's not confusing. It's 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 good looking. It's chic, right? And then when I needed a new phone, I didn't think about it. I went and got an iPhone. Like nice. I, it, there was a no-brainer for me because they've earned I earned they um they've earned my trust, right? I trusted yeah. them in, in just getting a taste of it. So if you want to earn somebody's trust and build your audience, a webinar is a really good way to do that. Um, and that's why I feel like it's good for anybody that needs a, an audience. So when you say grow an audience, and, and I, well, before I ask you this question, I'll actually, I'm going to, I'm going to reinforce that statement, which is, um, about the importance of growing an audience for just about, you know, anyone who has any, any sort of, message or product or program or service or, you know, charity or anything, even if you don't have a charity, but you believe in a charity, right? Well, the bigger your audience is, the more uh, uh, impact you can have with to, to raise money for that charity, right? So I, yeah. I, I heard a quote, um, I was listening to a, a uh, it was called the uh, coaching and consulting boot camp. It was a live event that was recorded on CD and I bought it for like a thousand bucks in 2005. I think it was from Dan Kennedy from mm -hmm. an event he ran. And he said, the number one asset you have is your email list. And he said, and, and that's going to be more true in the future. Again, this was, you know, this was 11 years ago. And, and he said, because your email list, the size of your email list, and of course this could be really, you know, it could be a direct mail list, whatever, but uh, the email list, as he said, is, he called it income on demand. He said, look, if I have a, if I create a, if I write a book, or I create a product or a program, or I have a business, and I have a hundred people on my email list, well, I can send out an email, one click, send out an email, and I will earn X amount of dollars. He said, if I can grow that email list to, from a hundred subscribers to a thousand subscribers, that same email earns me 10 times as much income. It sells 10 times as many books or 10 times as much of my product, etc. If you can grow that list, you know, from 100 to 1000 to 10,000, right? And, and so and so on and so forth. And like the light bulb went off for me. And I really understood that was the first time I was exposed to this idea of wow, build an email list. And um, I was just at an event. So that was, you know, Dan Kennedy, old school marketer 10 years ago, I was at an event, uh, tropical think tank, you and I were just talking about that. Uh, for entrepreneurs in um, Philippines, and Brian Clark, the founder of Copyblogger.com, which is a you know mm -hmm. they're a, an eight-figure business. I mean, very successful. Uh, and I, I took one note from his talk. He gave a great talk, but the one note that I highlighted was he said building an email list is still the number one revenue generator for your business. He said don't get you know don't get seduced by social media and all this other stuff. Building an email list is still the number one source of generating revenue. So I so I want to make those statements because I really believe that that is true. Um, you know, building your platform is one of the most important things that that all of us can can do. Uh, and and the bigger the platform we have, the bigger impact we can make in the world for our families, our bank accounts, et cetera, et cetera. So there's my soapbox on that. So my question for you yeah. is: Let's get tactical. How do you like? How does a webinar help you grow your audience? What you know? What 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 what, what am I actually doing with a webinar that's getting more emails, more subscribers, more people to opt in and subscribe and, and pay attention to my stuff. All right. So let me preface this as that I'm going to give as much as I can to your audience right now. I'm going to give you as much tactics, as much strategy, because I want them to win. I okay. want them to like, I'm going to shed away all this like weird, like nebulous ideas of what this means to them. Right. Um, having said that, um, we have a full free course. Anybody can jump onto it on how to plan to launch your first webinar that goes into all the details and all the like their screenshots and all this stuff. And they can check that out at webinarninja.co slash plan. And um, it's just a completely free seven day video course and it will help them get going. So number one, if you want to grow your email list, with a webinar, it's probably the easiest way to do it and the fastest way. One of our members, uh, Grant Baldwin, who um, is a great public speaker and and has grown his his online presence quite significantly in the last year, um, he's used you know he's a webinar ninja user and he uses webinars uh, incredibly to grow his list. He grew his list from two thousand to nineteen thousand in a matter of five months, hmm. right? Doing webinars, why? Because he just broke down exactly what he has to do to grow his list. And it's a simple formula that I'm gonna share with you right now. All you gotta do is you gotta create a short workshop of value. 
a class, a lesson, right? So whatever niche you're in, if you're in the golf industry, if you're in the pet industry, if you're in the fitness industry, if you're in the consulting industry, find out a big pain point, and it's very simple to do. You can just ask people on Facebook and groups, hey, what what's the biggest struggle you have in this area, in, in golf, in fitness, in keeping up with your diet or whatever it is, right? Whatever niche you're in, right? Find a very specific thing that you can solve, that you can help them with, right? Okay. And you're gonna create a lesson around it. So for example, if if I'm gonna go a really crazy, really wild idea here, I'm in the cat grooming industry, right? That's my that's my thing. I have courses on how to groom your cat, okay? Okay. And I have all these great eBooks, it's a bestseller, right? And it's a huge problem for people that are Persian cat owners, you know, because they shed like crazy, right? So, but it's it's a pain in the ass, you know, to, to keep on, you know, grooming your cat. So how can I groom my cat in five minutes uh, a week? If I spend five minutes a week, groom my cat, that's going to be enough for me not to look like a mess when I go to work, okay? That's a very specific problem solving. I'm going to create a whole workshop on that. And when I say a whole workshop, it doesn't have to be long. It can be 30 minutes long because you want a lot of time for people to ask questions and, and, and interact with you. So uh, what I do is I basically uh, show people in the course that you can just break it down into slides, into a PowerPoint slide or a keynote slide, where you just put down the top five tips, strategy, steps to solve that problem, right? And there's a slide for each step. And then the, it's very important for you to actually solve the problem at the end of this workshop, because your whole goal of this workshop is to make your attendee, the person that's gonna be on that list, that's gonna be on that webinar, to uh, get a win. They're gonna be like, damn, this works, this is amazing. This person's a great you know, teacher when it comes to this thing. Uh, they know what they're talking about, they're the authority. Um, I want more. That's your goal, right? So it's your job to make sure that when you say, I'm gonna, we're today we're gonna teach this, we're gonna solve this, well, your job is to actually give them the information they need to do that or yep. to solve that problem. So what you're gonna do is you're basically gonna put this workshop together with PowerPoint. It's very simple, you can just create these slides and in the course I'll show you exactly how to do it. And then you're gonna set up a webinar with a webinar software, preferably Webinar Ninja. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> a bad one to use, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it takes literally um, two to three minutes to create one. Um, you can actually create one even faster, but if you wanna customize every aspect, like put your logo and colors and branding and fonts and all that stuff on all your webinar pages, you could do that and have a ball, right? Um, and you just, you're going to create it. And basically all you got to do is just give some basic information. Like, is this a live webinar? Is this a free webinar? And the way our webinar software works is that it reveals itself step by step. Um, and you're just going to do that. Boom, 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 boom. You're going to go through the steps. You're going to give your basic information, like the name of the webinar, the host, the time, uh, you're going to pick your template, you know, your registration template. And then once it's created, you have now a webinar registration page where you can send people to so they can register for this webinar. Um, and with our software, when they register, they automatically get emails to remind them, you know, like tomorrow's your webinar in an hour, it's going to get started. We're getting started right now. When it's over, it automatically sends a replay. Um, and you can shut that off if you don't want to offer a replay as well. So the point here is, is that it's all automated for you. Your job now is to get people to the webinar, to market to the webinar. And here are some great tactics that you can use to market to your webinar. Okay. So number one, a lot of people don't use their best asset, which is their website. Their website is getting traffic anyway. People are coming to your website through a Google search, through referral links. Uh, they heard about you, so they Google you, whatever, right? So um, we love just telling people, hey, put it on your homepage. Put a link to your registration page. Say, hey, I run a webinar every Thursday, or this Thursday I'm running a webinar at this time. Register here. People are gonna, you know, people are gonna, you know, sign up because it's just it's it's right there in their face and it's on the homepage. Or you can put it on the on the side of your blog, you know, the column on the side. Um, you know, I love, uh, Noah Kagan's tool, Sumo Me, you know, and I always tell the guy, Sumo Me is free, just install it and you can use it to get people to register for your webinars. So it's just super easy to start with your website. Number two, if you have an existing list, even if it's a hundred people, email them, tell them about it. Hey guys, I'm doing this great workshop. I'm teaching this. Da, 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 da. And if this is your first webinar, you don't have to sell anything. Just teach, just teach to get people onto the webinar. Now, I know you're saying, well, if they're already on my list, why would I want to invite them? Because you want to give people good stuff because they're on your list, you want to treat them right, right? So nice. that's your job, you know? And so, can't, and can't you oh, use that to say, hey, P.S., if you know anybody that <clears throat> needs help with this problem, please share this, right? I mean, share the link. Exactly, you could do that, share that. Um, on the registration pages, we have a share links too for like social media and all that stuff so they oh, can cool. share it. 
Um, so that's another tactic. Another great way that you can do is um, you can you can always like I, I I'm not I, I always use paid traffic as like a last resort, but you can always create buzz around it. Like create a blog post about it. Write a blog post about this topic, and at the end of the topic, say, hey, if you want to learn more about this topic, I'm running this workshop da 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 about this area. Um, register here. Boom. You're publishing blog posts every week anyway. Um, you can dedicate a podcast episode about it. You can do a video like a trailer, like, hey, this is what I'm be ta- doing in this in this webinar. This is you know this is how you can sign up, right? So that's that's another great tactic. Um, another way that I like to tell people that they can, uh, you know, get people into the webinar and, and start promoting is you can team up with people. So for example, Hal, um, if for example, I said, Hey, Hal, uh, my crowd would be really, really interested in the miracle morning that I think this is a great book. I'm going to get people to buy this book. I'm going to email my list and let them know, right? Um, I'm going to, you know, do something that's going to help your audience, you know, in, 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 uh, in exchange, you may want to do that. You may not, but when you may want to reach reach out to me and say, hey, how about you invite your uh, I invite your my audience to your audience on a webinar, right? So you can team up with people and get people to do, hey, you come to my webinar, I'll come to your webinar, and you exchange each other's audiences. So most likely, if you're kind of a lot of people say, hey, isn't that the competition? Well, not really, because you're doing things differently, right? You have your own style and you're offering different value. Right, so you can team up with people. We're called like joint webinars, JV webinars, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it, so you can you can you can leverage that as well. Um, there's so many ways you could do this. I mean, you can use social media. You can like you know obviously. Um, what I love to do with social media, this is a little bit of a ninja tactic, where um, you ask people about this topic. You say, Hey guys, I'm running a webinar on this topic. What do you want to hear? What are some things that you are struggling with? What are some things that really bug you about grooming your cat, right? And people are going to get in there and they'll be like, oh, I hate this. I hate that people love complaining, right? Da, 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 right? Sure. And then, you know, the point is, is that at some point in this conversation, you'd be like, hey, thanks for all the feedback. I'm going to cover all this stuff in this webinar on this day. These people have already committed to this topic. They've commented on Facebook. They've done all this stuff or whatever Twitter you're using, whatever social media they're more likely to attend that webinar because now they're like, oh, I want to see if they're going to talk about this stuff that I got all riled up about, right? So, you know, you can use social media, but be social, you know? Um, so, yeah, these are just some quick ways to get people on the webinar. Um, paid traffic is obviously a way you can you can use Facebook ads. A lot of people use Facebook ads for webinars. It's probably the best converting one I've seen. Um, where you can, But I, I, I actually prefer a different method when you use Facebook ads. So I like to... Uh, run Facebook ads to something that's not the webinar. So say, say like the free course that we have or, um, you know, an ebook or maybe a, a short video teaching something else, something they can access immediately. Or say the like Why? the blog, you mentioned writing a blog post or about the webinar, exactly. right? Would that be, okay, you'd share the blog post. You, you could do that. So uh, I, I'm, I'm a realist, right? People coming from Facebook is really cold traffic. They don't know who you are, what you're all about, Who's this joker? Is this a you know person who's a scammer or a real person that's really going to help me, right? So you got to build trust. You got to you, you got to allow time to build trust, right? Um, you know, it, it's kind of like walking up to somebody, walking up to a woman or a man, and saying, "Hey, let's go on a date." Like that's the first thing that comes out of your mouth. What, what are you talking about? I don't know who you are, right? <laughs> so like at least have a conversation with them first, right? You know, and then maybe after a little bit you can ask them if you want to spend a whole evening together, right? Sure. So. It's the same thing. So send them something like if you're gonna if you're gonna and it's it's actually cheaper to do this on Facebook where like I you do a Facebook ad and you send them to a free course or a free ebook or that blog post and say and get them to consume something. Get on your email list. They'll get on your email list to to access that and say, Hey, um, great, you love that article. I what I do is when somebody gets on my email list, I like I just like shower them with gifts. I like hit them with a, another free ebook. I give them a free course. I give them this and that. And the other thing, like in addition to why they signed up, I give nice. them guides. So like the first five emails I get, they're like overwhelmed. They're like, oh my gosh, this is like hundreds of dollars of worth of stuff. This is great, right? Um, and then after that, like the I let a week or two go by and then I invite them to a webinar and say, hey, um, now they're on my list. I built report them. They've opened my emails. They know who I am. They've They've kind of gotten a win or two from me by using some of the stuff that I've offered them. And then I invite them to the webinar. The show up rate is going to be much better. Um, and that's it. The whole point is getting them on the list. And then you get them on the webinar because on the webinar, you're really going to build that trust. You're going to cement that trust. They're going to hear you. They're going to learn from you. 
They're really going to get to know you. They're going to like you, right? That's a huge thing people forget. Like you have to actually like the person that you're going to be like kind of trusting to teach you something or sure. or offer you something. So that's kind of like a, a quick synopsis of how you can use it to grow your list. Got it. No, that, that makes sense. And and it, it really is simple. And I think that it, it's so, so much of it. It's like for me, I didn't do webinars for years. I mean, and I've only done one, you know, now, which was like my practice one that I did for, it was something I gave free as a bonus for something else. So I thought, all right, low pressure. It's a free webinar, right? Like you said, don't sell anything on your first one. Not a bad, I, I think that's a great strategy, a great approach. So you can get comfortable presenting on a webinar and, you know, do, do, do free ones. I, I forgot. Oh, Russell Brunson, uh, author of com Secrets was, he mm-hmm. had a post about, it was like the one thing I'm going to do in 2016 to grow my business, like the single most important thing. Uh, and uh, I was like, I had to click on it and find out what it was. And he said, you know, webinars, right? That, that's been our number one driver of both subscribers and also mm-hmm. actual revenue. So um, cool, cool. Well, I, I, I'm excited that, uh, you know, hopefully we introduced uh, quite a few of our listeners to, if you're not doing webinars, right, go go to webinarjam.co, check that out. And then uh, Omar, the what? Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry gosh. You. No, thank it's you, dude. Right. That's ridiculous. All right. Um, the uh, yeah, webinarninja.co and for the free training, uh, tell me uh, again what was that URL? Sure, it's so it's webinarninja.co/slash/plan. Webinarninja.co/slash/plan. I actually just opted in there, so I just I'm I'm looking at the uh, the free videos uh, here, video number one of seven, day number one of seven. Um, very very cool. Uh, Omar, if anybody else wants to get a hold of you, um, what uh, what is the best way to do so? So Twitter is probably the best. My my handle on Twitter is at BizRepublic. BizRepublic is my handle. Uh, it's like B-I-Z Republic. Okay. And um, yeah, that's kind of where I live on social media. Um, if anybody has any questions about webinars or anything, like how can I use it for my business, um, please, 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 you can email us at any time at support at webinarninja.co. Uh, we have a great team of people. Um, I, I jump in there all the time and answer questions and answer you know emails and try to help people out. Um, but I know a lot of people get nervous about webinars because of the tech and because it's a form of public speaking. You know, that's nerve wracking sometimes for people that are not comfortable. Um, But one of the things that we do because we understand this and I, uh, again, I'm a realist. I I know that in order for me to have a successful product, it's not enough for me to have a great piece of technology. I need to make sure it's easy for them to use. I need to make sure that they continue to do webinars so they continue to be a member, right? And they're not going to continue to do it if they don't feel comfortable. So one of the things we do is when people become members of Webinar Ninja, we email them. um, They get an email directly from one of our agents. We call them success agents. So they get an email saying like, hey, this is CJ. I'm your Webinar Ninja success agent. And I'm here to help you set up your first webinar. And this person is dedicated to you to make sure you know how to create your first webinar. And you can ask any questions. They can help you with, you know, putting together your materials. They can help you with, you know, putting together the the webinar itself with the tool, with with the software. So we want to make sure that you win, right? Um, on top of that, like we have Q and A uh, webinars for our members. So people ask questions like, "Hey, I want to integrate polls in my, in my, uh, in my workshop. Here's the topic. How can I, you know, what's a good question I can ask on my polls? Because we have like a polling feature." And they're like, "Okay, you could do that or this, you know." So uh, we like to keep it as a community and interactive because we understand that you know this is not you know cut and dry. You know, I always feel like. Uh, webinars are kind of like a high level. Um, I don't want to say high level, but it's it's a step where people say, okay, I have a business now, or I have a website, um, I have some traction, but I need to take it to the next level, you know. And webinars are a great way to do that. So I know that people at that level, the stakes are high, and they want to make sure they do well. So that's why we we try to be as supportive as possible. Very very cool, man. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited to try Webinar Ninja. Uh, just opt in, as I mentioned, for the the free course. Um, and for everybody listening, if you do not subscribe to Omar's podcast, which is the $100 MBA Show, and that's the dollar symbol 100 MBA Show, um, go check it out. I'm looking right now on iTunes, Omar, and uh, man, like. 621 ratings and like four four 4.999 out of five stars. So congrats, man. Nice Thanks, work. Man. And yeah, yeah way, to, way to deliver value. I mean, that's I, I can tell just from our you know, brief time today that that you're sincere and authentic and all the all of the uh, your reputation did precede you before we got on. I, I heard nothing but really, <laughs> really great things about you from Jordan Harbinger and, uh, you know, a few of our fellow uh, mutual contacts. So I'm um, really, really grateful to uh, connect. And thanks for adding so much value for the Achieve Your Goals listeners. 
Well, thanks, Talon. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me and giving me the opportunity to talk to your audience and and try to help them in any way I can. Um, I have to also say that you know I've heard nothing but good things about you and through our mutual friends and and uh, I also just want to say hey I, I I appreciate the fact that you you know responded to our emails. That's not you're a busy guy you know like we're busy you know and the fact that you responded to your email and you said hey let's you know let's talk let's get on you know come on my show let's let's do something right and that's not I mean I'm not I want to say that's not typical but. To me, that's that's admirable. I think that's something that you should be recognized that you know you're you're not like a scrub. Like you've been working on this for a very long time. <laughs> you're a best-selling author, you know, and you could be doing other things. And you decided to reply to my email and really, and we got in contact. And and uh, so I want to say thanks. And I I want to just kind of see it as a lesson to people that it doesn't go unrecognized, you know, when that happens. So even if you have some success, you know be nice, be a good person. You know, it's, it's, it goes a long way, you know? Um, and, uh, and it really helps you on different levels. So thanks, Hal. I appreciate that. No, you're, yeah, you're welcome, Omar. Thank you for saying that. And it's funny you said that, that I just, right when our show, right before our show started, I, I saw a, a, a Facebook comment coming. I commented on, on a, a, a girl or a woman's, uh, Facebook post where she had acknowledged the miracle morning and she was recommending to her friends and I left her, you know, pretty lengthy comment. And, uh, she replied back going, wow, you have no, no idea how much that meant to me. And, you know, it took me two minutes maybe. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but, but it means, you know, means a lot to other people. So yeah. Can I just share a little quick story? I, I know. Yeah, a little, let's just keep. Here, yeah, but. we'll just keep going, man. Just keep talking. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. So one of the one of the people that I love in our industry is Chris Brogan. Mm. Um, not a lot of people love him because he's great at his business. He's a great guy, great marketer, blah blah. But I've learned so much from him because he's so humble and he's so kind. And I, I remember, like a few years ago, I um I would see him at conferences and I would never actually go up to him and say hi. We didn't know each other yet. We're like we're friends now, but back then I was we didn't know each other. And you know, um and I would just watch him and he would come off the stage and people would just ask him questions and take pictures of him and they'd be like all over him and like I'm sure the guy's tired. He wants to go back to his hotel room and relax. He just got off stage, you know, it's it's tiring to be on stage. Yeah. And um and he was just so kind and so patient and so humble. And he did that through the whole three days of the conference. And then I would see him do the same thing in the next conference, in the next conference. You know, and then I I, I went up to him and we got to know each other. And I, I said, listen, uh, you know, it's nice to meet you. And I don't have any questions. I don't want to take a picture. I just want to say that, hey, I've noticed this. And this is a great lesson that, you know, he recognizes the fact that those people that are asking questions, that are, you know, wanting to take a picture, that want to have a conversation with Chris Brogan, he's the reason why he's successful. Like, th these are the people that, you know, that will go to his website, that listen to his podcast, that buy his products. You know, he recognizes the fact that his audience is the reason why he has the life he has, you know, yeah. that he gets to do what he loves every day. And um, I was so inspired by that. I wrote a blog post back in 2014 called um, Five Things I Learned About Five People that I kind of studied from, from, from a distance, you know, and he was one of those people. Um, there's a couple other people in that post that really, I, I thought that were really interesting in their behavior, their, their, their character is so different than, than the norm. And I really think it goes a long way. So I just want to pass it on. I want to give a shout out to Chris. Chris, you, you really are, you really are a special person. I think that because he's busy, he's super busy. He's super tired. You know, he's, but yeah. he's also just very caring. And I think that, People don't, I'm going to say something a little bit controversial here maybe, but people don't realize that like, you know, when you get to a certain level, like Chris has an incredible amount of success, you know, New York Times bestseller, you know, bestselling books, great business. He's, you know, making, you know, incredible amount of revenue, right? He's doing really well, right? Yeah. You don't get to that. You don't get to that point without being a smart person, without being, you know, a, a little bit smarter than the rest of the, the population, right? Sure, sure. And, and it's not easy for somebody that smart to to sit there and talk about very beginner things with people every day, right? Yeah. And in conferences, when he's dead tired, when he's traveling, he's jet lagged, all this stuff. Like I'm I'm considering all these things, and I'm like, wow, he's just sitting there and he's talking to him and smiling and hugging them, and I'm like, and he means it and he loves it, and I'm like, this guy's incredible, right? Like if you think about it, if you think about his real perspective, I'm like, that's something to learn because he he has gratitude and he has gratitude for the people that he serves, and I think that's a huge lesson. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree, and I I, I saw, um, I, yeah, I don't know Chris personally, but now I I'd love an introduction. Uh, yeah, sure, man. Yeah, <laughs> he, he sounds like my my kind of guy. 
Um, but no, I, I'll close out actually with uh, uh, a, a, a friend of mine, um, Peter Vogt, who wrote the book Six Months to Six Figures. Um, I saw him post a quote. The uh, I think today I actually shared it. He said, remember the days you prayed for the things you have now? <laughs> so good. And right, it's so good. It, it's just there's... Um, you know, I mean, we just, I actually told my wife uh, last night actually, and gosh, I, I, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, um, or, or this doesn't come off the wrong way, but I said, sweetie, we're delusional. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, what do you mean we're delusional? And I said, like, we think that our life is just normal. I'm like, and yes, we worked really hard to get here. I'm like, but I just want us to stop and like acknowledge that we have the things that we once, pre- I mean, it was kind of, you know, I hadn't seen Peter's quote yet. So it was, you know, in, in, in paraphrased in a different way, but I was like, we have like the things that we always prayed for and we're, we're, we're grateful in general, but I just think that there's a difference in the depth of gratitude between what I call intellectual gratitude that we all have in our head, right? If I were to ask, yes, anybody, are you grateful or what are you grateful for? Yeah. They would, they would just start going down the laundry list, right? Oh, well, I'm grateful for, uh, you know, family and uh, friends and uh, I got a roof over my head, yada, yada. But it's really coming from their head. And so what I've really tried to do during my miracle morning and my meditation every day is try to go from that intellectual gratitude and then pull it down from my head, down through my body, you know, into my heart, into my soul, into my core and, and, and go from intellectual gratitude to heartfelt, soulful, you know, tear-inducing levels of gratitude, you know, depths of mm. gratitude. Um, and, uh, and I think that, that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're alive, you have everything you need to be so grateful that you, you can't yeah. help but cry tears of joy if you really get present to, to that, right? I want to just touch on something you said. You said, like, you know, we worked hard and everything, but, but we're grateful. And I think it's a good point that you made, like, because a lot of entrepreneurs, they have a hard time with this. Like, they're like, no, I worked hard for everything I got, right? Like, I'm not fortunate. You know, like, I, I, should, mm, I hustled for this, mm, right? I was yeah. like, dude, like, sometimes when I hear this, like, you have to just, like, pause for a second, right? And think about the reality of the world. We don't, you don't live in your own little world. Like, the reality of the world is that half the world's population, you know, like 3.5 billion people, yep. are in a third world country. Right? Yep. You think these people are like sitting around doing nothing? They're working their ass off. They're working so yeah. hard just to have basic means, right? And and they just working. They're like spinning their wheels because of the the opportunity, the lack of opportunities they have, or the resources they have. I mean, obviously things are getting better now with technology and the internet and things like that. But th- at the same point, you know, these people are working really hard, probably harder than you, right? Yeah. So yes, you are fortunate. Yes, stop pretending you're not. Like you are, you are blessed that you have all these interesting opportunities uh, or, or I would say like even safety nets. Like, you know, if you lost your job or if, if you are in a hard time in life, right. And you're in a, in a place where you have just one person, like a family member that you can sleep on their couch. That's huge. That is huge. Forget about, you can find a business or you can build a business or you can work at Starbucks so easily in like five seconds, you'll get hired. Forget all that. You have somewhere to sleep and not get rained on, you know, like that's huge. Right. Yeah. But we don't even think about that because we just so we're just like pissed off because the Wi-Fi is not working on the plane. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like so it's just you have to sometimes we have to pause and think about, yeah, OK, I great. You worked hard. That's true. And you've earned it. I'll give that to you. But, you know, your circumstances allowed you to do that. Don't don't pretend that doesn't exist. Yeah, I know? would imagine if anybody's listening to this they probably did not wake up this morning and have to hike like three miles, you know, barefoot to get drinking water. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's a reality. I like I back in I think it was 2010. I, I went and did a Habitat for Humanity mm. build in Kenya. Yeah. Right. Great experience. I took my students and we did this. We built a house for Joseph, who lives in a rural area in Kenya. And they literally walk for three miles to get fresh water because the water is tainted where they are and they walk and they come back. Um, shoes is something that is a luxury. They're all barefoot, right? They But they have like a normal life. Like they go to school and their backpack is a plastic bag from the supermarket, yeah. right? It's like, and the one thing I noticed like that was just shocking, everybody's smiling. Yeah. Everybody's smiling. Yeah. Like, I'm like, and I asked Joseph, who we were building a house for, I said, like, why are you smiling? Like, this is incredible. Like, you're smiling. All-. And he just said, like, why, why not? Yeah. I, what, what, I have a roof over my head. You know, I have a, a meal to eat, right? I have friends. I have family. 
why am I not going to smile? What else do I need? And, and and it's just like, gosh, we are messed up. Yeah. You know, like, because, you know, if anybody has something to complain, it's him. He's like, dude, I got no shoes, man. You know, like, you know, give me some shoes. Give me your shoes right now. You know, like, <laughs> it's, so it's like, it's so easy. I'm in his country. He could just mug me if he wants to, right? And would be fine, right? Yeah. No one would know. We're in the forest, right? But the point is, is that he, he has a different perspective, you know, and and he's not like some weird person or he doesn't get America. He understands what other people, he knows people have jets and he knows people that live in the, in rich palaces. Sure. He knows that. He knows that there are other people that have things. It's not like he doesn't realize there's another reality of the world. Yes, he does. But the point is, is that he understands his reality is fine. It's great. He's happy. You know, he's got a family. He's, he's doing okay. And it's just like, for me, it was just like a huge wake up call. I was like, dude, I gotta stop complaining. I got like, there's nothing to complain about at all. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This, you know, I I think that it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it goes back to the, you know, your, you know, being happy isn't about what you have. It's about want or, you know, what is it? Having what you want, it's wanting what you have, right? It's not how much you have, but how much you appreciate what you do have. Um, man, I, this, this podcast took an unexpected and really cool turn. <laughs> I think we Thanks, wrapped man. up our, our webinar conversation like 15 minutes ago. And uh, dude, this is, uh, this is great. I have a feeling th- those of you that have hung on this long, you're like, well, this wasn't webinar, but this is actually really good. Yeah. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. damn Chris, you, you're such a good human being. You, yeah, it's all your fault. Um, uh, awesome, man. Well, cool. Hey, Omar, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that, dude. I, uh, I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. Uh, I, 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 I feel now we are kindred, like-minded kindred spirits. And, uh, I think that we could riff on being gra- grateful and appreciative, uh, and all of that, uh, you know, for, for quite some time, some time. Cool, man. Let's grab a coffee together. Meet <coughs> up like, like outside or something. Meet dude, up I point. know we now before I'm moving in a few weeks, we got to do it before I go. Um, cool. Well, let's wrap this up. Achieve your goals podcast listeners. I love you. I appreciate you. I am grateful for you. Uh, and, and we'll close out with, with the, the last sentiment here is love the life you have right now as it is. Love yourself as you are. Love the life you have while you create the life of your dreams. Don't think that you have to wait for the latter to do the former. Don't think you have to wait until you get more, have more, achieve more uh, to, to be happier. But, but really look at all that you have right now. Take an inventory for how much you have to be grateful for. The breath that you take the iPhone that you listen to this on, right? I mean, on and on and on, uh, all the things that uh, we kind of talked about here in the last few minutes to, to really uh, take that perspective with you. I think that's the most valuable thing that any of us can do is to be present to how amazing our life is and, and how much we have to be grateful for and really feel that gratitude at a deep level every day. And if you spend a little bit of time, you know, five minutes in the morning or in the evening to do a little gratitude meditation, what you do is you condition your brain. You literally, you know, you literally are programming your brain to be able to feel grateful and feel happy uh, more often. You're making it easier to do that by taking a little bit of time every day to consciously do it. You make it easier to unconsciously live in a a grateful, present, happy state of mind. So, uh, love and appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in, and I will talk to you next week. Take care. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. Now, we want to know what were your big takeaways from this episode? How are you going to use webinars to start growing your audience and growing your business? Simply head on over to hellhour.com slash 118 for episode number 118 and leave a comment there on the show notes page letting us know what your big takeaways were. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by going to hellhour.com slash iTunes click the little subscribe button and then leave a rating and review if you would. Rating and reviews truly are the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because they help more people find out about the podcast and decide if this is the one for them. So now until next week, it's time for you to go out there, take action and achieve your goals.
If you're looking to grow your business using podcasting, but don't have the time to edit the audio, insert the intro and outro, write up the show notes, post the episode to all the different sites, and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required, then you need yourpodcastguru.com, where you bring the content and we take care of the rest. We'll even co-host the show for you. Visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world.